Hello, Sobertown. Let's jump on that sober train and ride into the wonderful world of sobriety. You can find all of our podcasts and more at SobertownPodcast.com. My name is Bill W. and my co-host and partner is Kira. Hi, everybody. This is the first episode of the Uncovering Happiness podcast. Our hope for this podcast is to share stories about uncovering happiness so that you might do the same in your life. Hello, everybody. My name is Bill W. And we have our first guest here, Anthony. We met Anthony through a friend of ours back home in Pennsylvania. Uh, our friend knew about our through hike of the Appalachian Trail last year and said he had a friend who wanted to hike the Appalachian Trail as well. So we got connected, got talking, and yeah, Anthony filled out our Uncovering Happiness worksheet and did a great job. We chatted with him about it, and then we invited him to be our first guest on our new podcast, which is today. Say hello, Anthony. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks, Bill, and thanks, Kira, for having me. Of course. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're really excited to chat with Anthony today. And before we begin, we would just like to take a moment for mindfulness to transition from whatever we were doing before now to the present moment. And during that uh, moment, we would just like to honor and remember the people that we've lost by addiction or suicide to send out compassion and faith to those who are still suffering from mental illness and addiction, and a moment of self-love and gratitude for ourselves and our lives. So let us start, 30 seconds. Take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. All right. Thank you for practicing that moment of mindfulness with us. And let's get right in. So Anthony, thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Um, yeah. So the first question that we have for you today, um, I mean, this is not really going to be like an interview. We hope that it's more like a conversation, but we do have some questions planned. So the first thing is, what does uncovering happiness mean to you? Um, that's a good question. I think something that at least I've been talking about and thinking about for a while, but uh, to me, it's, I don't know, I hear and I'll ask people, like what what does like happiness mean to them or even like asking someone if they are happy I feel like the response that I typically get is if I ask someone if they're happy they say yeah 
Like, what does that actually mean, though? And, like, when I think about it, like, I think about asking, like, my dad or my mom, and I hear, I feel like it's, their answer is that it's the result of something. It Happiness is the result of doing something or achieving something or obtaining something. And I feel like that's like what my definition was for like a long time until I ended up with all this stuff that I didn't even necessarily want anymore, like a relationship, a job, a car, money. And I got all this stuff. And I'm like, actually, this is not providing what I think happiness actually is. I feel like actually like, I'm going to say like uncovering happiness is like, uncovering all that shit that is like I've put on top of myself or like society I think has put on top of myself removing all of that to like this natural state that like is happiness Hmm. I like that man I don't know if you rehearsed that beforehand but that was that was great (laughs) (laughs) so now that we see your meaning and definition of happiness and what uncovering happiness is, let's talk about who you are right now. You know, where are you in your stage of uncovering happiness? And, you know, it could be uncovering happiness for me anyways. That's like a never-ending journey of always looking to become the next best version of me. But where are you right now? What, what are your challenges? What things have you accomplished? Where are you at? And getting rid of that, that feeling of, I have to have the job, I have to have the money, the car, and all those things you just talked about, and then transitioning to this, this new, new way. Where are you? Who are you now? Um, right now, it's just actually just looking at the worksheet that you have. I had it open, and I was just looking at what I wrote for where it says, who are you now? And I don't know if it like necessarily applies to like what you were saying. Like I wrote down qualities, like um, funny, easy to talk to, whatever. Or like, I feel like that sometimes, not necessarily all the time, hmm. but who I am right now. Uh, that's a tough question. I feel like it changes day to day. But if I were to answer it, then I would say I'm still seeking and discovering the things that like actually get me fired up about waking up in the morning. Like right now, I don't wake up stoked to, you know, go to work as a developer. (laughs) I don't wake up stoked to say, I have a girlfriend and this is what she does. I don't wake up stoked because I have like X amount of dollars in my bank account, like those aren't the things that like define me like right now it's i think it's more of a 
I'm not sure even how to answer exactly. But we're saying, like, who I am now, it is someone who is still, like, seeking, like, a connection with, like, the universe, with people, and, like, finding those people who are traveling the same path. Nice. Nice. Awesome. So you kind of touched a little bit about you were looking at the worksheet and, and you said there were some qualities of your, your present self. What, what type of qualities do you, do you find? You know, they could be, let's do like two positive qualities about yourself and two things that you maybe want to change. I spend, so some of the positive qualities, I feel that I'm a comfortable person to talk to typically not judgmental out loud <laughs> i am very much so judgmental in my own head uh but i don't think that it comes out too physically and i think that another good quality is that i'm fine but <laughs> the one quality that i would that i'm spending time to like minimize is that I spend a lot of time in fear. Hmm. From what or of what? And I think it changes from day to day. Like I had fear even before we got on this phone call. I was just sitting hmm. outside smoking a cigarette and you know talking to my neighbor and in my head like there's that chatter that goes on that says you're going to sound like an idiot <laughs> you're not you're not going to be genuine mm -hmm. you're going to say what you think that other people want you to say mm -hmm. and there's just like this voice in my head that just constantly you know wants to like beat me down and make me feel small and that happens you know over and over again on a daily basis like just the other day i went to so i was feeling financially insecure for whatever reason so i made this decision that i was going to like sell a couple jackets like to this store so that i could get some cash and i'm like already nervous before I'm like sitting in my car, like I already have anxiety before I even go into the store to talk to these people that I don't even know, but I already painted a picture of what they look like and what they're going to say. Mm. So I walked into the store, like with that, with this idea. And I get in there, I give them the jackets. I'm thinking that it's go that I'm going to get, you know, I don't know, $300. And she offers me, 70 bucks oh. and I'm like in that state already of just like <laughs> nervousness this anxiety like I can feel my head creating sweat <laughs> and I just said yes you know that's fine I'll take it oh and like and I left that store feeling like shit dude like oh. I felt so small I felt like you know I could not verbalize you know what i wanted to say which was no actually i <laughs> keep the jacket oh. and i just beat myself up all about that for like two days mm. and like it 
not only did like I beat myself up about it, but like that one instance turned into 20 years of instances. Huh. Also, just thinking about all of the other scenarios where like something similar like that happened, mm-hmm. you know, gotcha. where someone was like, quote unquote, mean to me, or like I felt bullied or that like I said something stupid that I shouldn't have even said that happened 15 years ago. And it just goes into this rabbit hole of just like, it's just never ending. It's never ending. I can pick apart anything that has happened in my life. Hmm. Yeah, I hear that so, judgment quality coming up. You know, judging yeah. yourself. And then it's also like that, that mirror reflection thing, like what we think of ourselves and what our internal experiences, we, we tend to reflect that back on to other people. So before you even go into that store, you're projecting that they're going to judge you because you're already judging yourself. Exactly. Mm. Can you think of an exception, a time that, you know, you were able to like say no, like, or, um, say no. Um, Maybe this weekend, actually, uh, I was supposed to go camping with a few people, and this camping, uh, this camp, we're going to go camping tomorrow, and we're going to leave around, like, in the evening, and then come back on Saturday, and historically, I think that I would have went even though like it didn't feel good to me just like that situation with the jacket mm-hmm. so I actually just told my buddies that like we were gonna go camp I was like hey guys you know I'm out you guys can still go just because it did it did not feel good to me to go camping this weekend nice what are you gonna do instead uh, instead, I'm going to go to this Renaissance Fair on Saturday. That's like right down in the city. Nice. Fun. Nice. I like miss Renaissance like that, Fair. Like that. <laughs> What's that? I miss that. Do you dress up? Uh, so I'm not going to dress up, um, <laughs> but I'm sure that like other people will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So that leads me to my next question. So who do you want to be? Who is the Anthony that wakes up and that is stoked to wake up, stoked to do all those things you said you were not stoked to do right now? Like, what what would make you stoked, man? Uh, what has been getting me excited lately is I've been going to these open poetry readings at this cafe down the street and I've like went a few times and like there was that you know that like I know when something like feels good because it's like it's just like anxiety that like I just like can't quiet like it like it feels like it feels like I'm going to like throw it up but it feels like I'm gonna like throw it up with like goodness so I've been like going to these poetry readings and I've been like feeling like I'm like throwing up passion 
Nice. I like that. Thrown so, up passion, dude. That's awesome. That's much better than thrown up after drinking too much. Exactly. So <laughs> last week, uh, I wrote a poem and I actually, you know, read the poem, you know, at this open reading. And I was so nervous, but like it was that good nervousness. Like I was up there shaking. It was like an so I saw this guy the week prior who was reading poetry that he wrote and he was so nervous, like very physically nervous. Like his hands were shaking, like the paper was shaking violently in his hands. And like the first thing I thought was that is so cool. Yeah. How awesome is that, that this man went up there knowing that he was shaking like that and like still did it. Wow. Yeah. So like inspired me to do the same. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Dude, and imagine who saw you read your poem and left thinking the thing. Yeah. I got some snaps too. (laughs) Yeah. The the poetry snaps. I was like, dude, this is so fucking cool. Wait, did you say snacks or snaps? Snaps. I guess like Jordan's poetry readings was like when you I hear snap something very good. that when you hear something that like hits you, like people will like to snap. Nice. They'll snap their fingers. Dude, that's cool. I've never never been into a, a poetry jam, but I can imagine a bunch of poetry people snapping some fingers, man. Sounds cool. Yeah, it was cool. So what, what part of your life does the, the poetry jam kind of complete for you? Is that like, a, it's not your career, it's not your, you know, like what, what does that complete? Is that like a hobby of yours? Yeah, I think it feeds like that, that creativity that I think that I have. Sounds like so you do. Like, it, yeah, it feeds that, man. It, like, it gives, like, a totally different feeling than, like, looking at my bank account, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, it gives a totally different feeling than, like, I don't, like, a sexual relationship. Mm. It gives so much more of, like, this, this fulfillment, you know, and then like not to mention like the community too, like the people that are doing the same, the people that like, uh, like want to get out those feelings in like this environment where they're not like cynically judged. Hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, just free expression. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a muse or like? something that you like to write about um i've been writing about how unhappy i am nice that's cool and but like maybe in like a way of like the story that i get told like the story the story that i get told that should identify me as happy Mm. And then how that story 
isn't your story. That's just the story somebody else is telling you, you should think. Yeah. And how that story actually like creates the unhappiness and like Mm. discontentedness. Yeah. I think that's important. I was actually just reading about that today, how if we don't take charge of our lives and set goals for ourselves and wake up every day and make sure we're following our own path, then somebody else will give us a path to follow. Mm. And yeah, that's not going to be our life. That's going to be the life that somebody else chose for us. And I know we kind of spoke about that before with like, you know, growing up and seeing your dad go to work and you're not, you growing up and like, no, I'm never going to work in a cubicle. And, you know, now, now you're working in a cubicle, right? Exactly. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, how do I take control of my life and figure out what it is I want to do? And, you know, maybe, maybe being in following your dad's footsteps is, is totally cool if you have your passion and your desire fulfilled everywhere else. But at least you're working on building your path, not letting right. somebody else build it for you. Yeah, dude. Like if I followed my dad's path, mm-hmm. it would have to do with having a career, you know, having a wife, having money and having a house. It would have to do with everything that I had, like what I possessed, but it mm-hmm. had nothing to do with how I felt. Hmm. Yeah, they never talk about that. I never thought yeah. about in order to get all those things, you have to really feel good and be good because otherwise you're going to be miserable. For sure. Hmm. All right. So, so next question, how are you going to get there? How are you going to become that next best version of yourself? How are you going to build your own path? What steps are you going to take to get to the next step? I listened to this meditation a few months ago, and I certainly don't follow this idea 100%. I fall short of it. But the uh, person who was doing the meditation It was about inspiration. And she was saying, when you feel inspired about something, whatever it is, if you're inspired to take a cooking class, learn to fly a plane, whatever it is, if you are inspired about it, you have to act on it immediately. And she did it in this way where she was like begging you, begging you to like act on these things that you get inspired about. Because if I don't, uh, hundreds of reasons come up with why I should not do that thing. Like, for example, recently, like I've been inspired about poetry. And I don't know anything about poetry too much, except for like going to these readings and, 
you know, I read like other books that could be poetic, but like, I don't know too much about it. So I like went online and like found uh, like a creative writing school and I went on it and I'm like, I'm looking through all the classes and I'm like, this is so cool. Um, I want to take one of these classes and I go to like sign up for one. I'm like, oh, it costs money. (laughs) And immediately, you know, like it was almost like instinctual to, it was instinctual to like say, no, you know what? Never mind. I'm saving my money for this, this, and this, and this. Hmm. Uh, so, like, I failed to act then on that inspiration that, like, I have to, you know, follow through with if in order to, like, you said, to, like, get to this place of, like, where I want to arrive at, you know? Yeah. So I think like that's how. I feel like it's like a balancing act, you know, like I I always like to use analogies and metaphors uh, as an adventure therapist. I think it's like built in. And for the sake of talking about the Appalachian Trail a little bit here, um, it's like in the journey of life, you have this compass and your true north is your, your passion your inspiration um, or your, you know, your target. And like on the trail, like on the Appalachian trail, there's like these people known as purists who like just stick to the trail, never take a side trail, um, you know, and they, they get to the end, they get to Katahdin, like, you know, faster than other people, um, you know, they get success, but they, potentially are like missing things along the way. And then there's people who take every single side trail and then they, you know, something might happen where they like, they never make it to the end. Like they expend too much energy, too much money, too much time taking the side trail and they never make it. But there's like this balance and like, you know, our experience on the trail was kind of like that. Like we're following the Appalachian trail. We're going from Georgia to Maine. Eyes are set on Katahdin. But our inspiration is not just to make it to the end. It's to like see everything that's there and to explore and find out how we can enrich our hike with like different experiences. And in life, like, you know, you're, you're heading toward a direction of like the ideal future self or the life that you want to live. And I mean, we're constantly like reorienting, like just like with a compass, like you're constantly like turning and uh, adjusting and something's going to inspire you. Like you know, taking a poetry or writing class and you're going to like turn off and you're like, well, what's, what's it going to take? And, you know, maybe this time you say no and you get back on the track that, you know, you've been walking on, but maybe there's going to be like another opportunity to turn off in the future. I mean, maybe you'll even go in a different direction, but I think the key is like being flexible and being an adventurer on the journey of life and yeah like keep you know keeping your eye on like a general like goal or target but always being willing to explore and then not being hard on yourself if you didn't take that 
side trail, that side opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I will. I have this like habit of like turning against myself when I make a decision that I deem unacceptable. Cause I feel like I hold myself to this almost impossible standard that I also do with like other people. Something like this constant state of like battle with myself. Yeah, that's, that's really hard. I, I can definitely relate with that. For me, it's been, you know, I've been trying to do like a, a video and put it up on my Facebook page every day. And that's really uncomfortable. I don't, you know, it's just like, I'm not used to putting selfie videos on Facebook. And yesterday I didn't, you know, I was, my goal was to do it every day for 30 days and I didn't do it yesterday. And it's like, okay, well, I can either beat myself up about this or right. I could just wake up tomorrow morning and make a post and say, okay, why didn't I make that post yesterday? And I thought about it and it's like, well, I was too busy. I was too tired. There was this. And it's like, yes, those things are true. But what is also true is that these videos are like a minute or less long. So could I have found a minute to point my phone that I was probably staring at all night anyways at me and take a recording of me saying something sure did i no is it the end of the world no will i think about this situation again in the future if it's seven o'clock eight o'clock and i haven't made a video probably and then i'll say oh it's only gonna take a minute of my time i'm gonna go do this right now and i'll have learned from that thing that i didn't do before and i didn't beat myself up to it so I didn't give it that like that power, you know, when we beat ourselves up, we give it this like power of like, oh, we can't do anything positive with this negative thing. But when we look at it through a positive light, you know, what can I learn from this? Like coming back to you selling your jackets when you didn't want to, what can you learn from that situation? Like rewinding back to when you were like, oh man, I need to sell these jackets because you were financially insecure for whatever reason. Like, you know, what, what led you to the, those decisions to go sell that jacket? What led you to that anxiety? What led you to that story that you told yourself? What led you to be so in your head that you just said yes, even though you wanted to say no. And like, if you look at them as a whole, yeah, they could be, you could see them all as like these really bad things. But if you look at them like, okay, what did I learn? Because these are all lessons. What did I learn from every single step in the way? Well, then next time that happens, you have an awareness because you're being more mindful of yourself and what's around you. And you're like, wow, this is that thing I went over in my head before. And this is where I can apply it again correctly. And even if it doesn't work out that time, like who cares? You learn, keep doing it, you figure it out, you get it right eventually, no big deal. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah. So I think Kira has a bonus question for you, Anthony. You ready for the bonus round? Yes, <laughs> I am so ready. All right, you okay. get you get a million dollars if you get the answer correct. Oh, is that going to make me happy? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the good thing about this uh, question is that it's not like a yes or no. Um, 
right or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. So it's, um, here we go. If you could say something to your 13 year old self that is supportive, compassionate and hopeful, what would you say? Ooh, what I say? Let me see, where was I at 13? Um, what would I say? Um, <laughs> what was happening in your world at 13? Can you remember? Yeah, at 13, what was I in? Eighth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, right? Um, I guess, I don't know, it sounds about right. When I was 13, I was super into skateboarding and nice. uh, doing like that with friends and like making, we made like skate videos. And yes. yes. when I was 13, I don't believe that I had like the level of anxiety and fear that I have today. Um, and I think that that fear and anxiety for me comes from, uh, like we kind of talked about earlier was like making life choices that like I thought that I should have made and arriving at this place where I don't even want to be so at Mm. 13 like those ideas were not there you know Mm. at 13 yeah it I was it was pure I wanted to be a professional skateboarder I wanted to go (laughs) yeah I wanted I watched skate videos all the time I wanted to go and moved to Huntington Beach, California. Hell yeah. Live on the beach and like skateboard. Like that's what I wanted to do. I want I wanted to follow passion. I wanted to yes. follow freedom. And I mm. wanted to follow what like made me happy and like we said too, like that made me wake up and like want to, you know, be alive. Not like in this that I find myself now where like I wake up in this feeling of impending doom and fear (laughs) so at 13 Anthony was like pre-downloads of the the stories you know like exactly this was pre-download okay so so what would you say what would you say to that person like would you warn them (laughs) Exactly. That's like what I would do. And that's what I feel like I want to do to like every 13 year old. I (laughs) All right. So don't download the belief system. Like don't download it from other people. It has bugs, dude. Like it has bugs. (laughs) And you're going to have to spend so much time later re-imaging that software. Nice. And like it's gonna take some work. I so love like that, either way, do it either way. You know, download it and like become a sleepwalker amongst all of the other sleepwalkers, or um, don't. 
you know? Yeah. All right. Proceed with caution. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Watch out for buggy software. I love it. Yeah. Get a virus blocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. Cool. Thank you. Hopefully, um, you know, there's some 13 year olds out there listening that will remember not I'm to press download. Gonna get arrested. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Thank you. All right. One last thing. I'm gonna read you a quote. Um, you may have heard it. You may have not. But I just want to hear your interpretation or, or what you think, um, first impressions, whatever. Uh, this quote is by Paulo Coelho, um, best known, well, I, at least this is how I know him, from writing the book, The Alchemist, which I just recently reread. Um, and I think I need to read it that like was, three, three more times. <laughs> that, that's the first book that I actually ever read. And I just finished it like a year and a half ago yeah that book yeah. is amazing it's like the only book I ever loved <laughs> yeah and I feel like you know we're talking about like uncovering happiness like finding the right path and you know that book is all about finding and following your personal legend and yes you know and like taking new directions like that might bring you like away from what you think your goal is. And then I don't, I'm not going to give it all away. So um, for those <laughs> who, who haven't read it yet, get out there, read The Alchemist. Um, but here is a quote and um, let's hear what your impressions are. If you want to see a rainbow, you have to learn to see the rain. I don't remember that line. Um, I don't think that's from The Alchemist because I don't remember it either. Okay, but... so, okay, it's just from him. <laughs> I don't Got think there are any rainbows or rain in the desert. No, I, I don't think so either. <laughs> if you want to see the rainbow, you have to learn to see the rain. Um, I think the way that I take it is that so I've done a lot of dishonorable things like throughout my life uh, that I have certainly like felt really bad about and beat myself up about. But if I think, like, in the grand scheme of, like, the universe, then all, like, the universe finds a way to make those things serve a positive purpose. Mm. So if I think about, like, when I see a rainbow before the rainbow it's like storming pretty bad and i don't know if i always like being out in like that type of weather you know unless like i have i don't know whatever the proper equipment or whatever you will if you hike the appalachian trail you're gonna love the rain my friend yeah exactly 
And like, but on the other side of that thing that I might deem as like, it might suck is like this pretty beautiful thing, which like in that quote, I think it's like the rainbow. Yeah. Uh, every time I see a rainbow, it's like the first time I've ever seen a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, it's just so magical. I'm still curious what's at the end of the rainbow, man. I always want to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that answer. That, yeah, that, was, that was great. So that is going to wrap it up. I'm going to give Anthony, a big thank you. You were awesome. Thanks for being our first guest. Your your wisdom. Yeah, thank you. Greatly appreciated your journey, your story, and your poem. I wish we had some poems to listen to at this moment. Maybe (laughs) maybe on a different different podcast. And also thank all the listeners out there. And if there's any children out there watch out for what you download keep skateboarding and everybody else find your passion find something that makes you happy every day we do have a worksheet here called uncovering happiness the worksheet is to help you find out who you are now who you want to be and how you are going to get there we used this worksheet to help us frame the podcast today. If you want the link to the worksheet, there will be a link wherever you're listening to this podcast. There'll be a link below. Yeah. And if interested in being on the podcast, having a conversation with us, sharing a story, uh, sharing a poem, there will be a link there as well. So thank you so much. Namaste. Everybody, have a great day. <laughs> Peace. Later. Thanks, guys.